chapter 6, verses 41 through 51 of Catina Aria, commentary in the four Gospels collected out of the works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 41 through 46. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Chrysostom. The Jews, so long as they thought to get food for their carnal eating, had no misgivings. But when this hope was taken away, then we read, The Jews murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. This was only a pretense. The real cause of their complaint was that they were disappointed in their expectation of a bodily feast. As yet, however, they reverenced him for his miracle, and only expressed their discontent by murmurs. What these were we read next, and they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Augustine, but they were far from being fit for that heavenly bread, and did not hunger for it, for they had not that hunger of the inner man. Chrysostom, it is evident that they did not yet know of his miraculous birth, for they call him the son of Joseph. Nor are they blamed for this. Our Lord does not reply, I am not the son of Joseph, for the miracle of his birth would have overpowered them. And if the birth according to the flesh were above their belief, how much more that higher and ineffable birth. Augustine, he took man's flesh upon him, but not after the manner of men, for his father being in heaven, he chose a mother upon earth, and was born of her without a father. The answer to the murmurers next follows. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves, as if to say, I know why ye hunger not after this bread, and so cannot understand it, and do not seek it. No man can come to me except the Father who hath sent me draw him. This is the doctrine of grace. None cometh except he be drawn. But whom the Father draws, and whom not, and why he draws one and not another, presume not to decide, if thou wouldest avoid falling into error. Take the doctrine as it is given thee, and if thou art not drawn, pray that thou mayest be. Chrysostom. But here the Manichees attack us, asserting that nothing is in our own power. Our Lord's words, however, do not destroy our free agency, but only show that we need divine assistance. For he is speaking not of one who comes without the concurrence of his own will, but one who has many hindrances in the way of his coming. Augustine. Now if we are drawn to Christ without our own will, we believe without our own will. 
the will is not exercised, but compulsion is applied. But though a man can enter the church involuntarily, he cannot believe other than voluntarily. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Therefore, if he who is drawn comes without his will, he does not believe. If he does not believe, he does not come. For we do not come to Christ by running or walking, but by believing, not by the motion of the body, but the will of the mind. Thou art drawn by thy will, but what is it to be drawn by the will? Delight thou in the Lord, and he will give thee thy heart's desire. There is a certain craving of the heart, to which that heavenly bread is pleasant. If the poet could say, Trahit sua quumque voluptas, how much more strongly may we speak of a man being drawn to Christ, i.e., being delighted with truth, happiness, justice, eternal life, all which is Christ. Have the bodily senses their pleasure, and has not the soul hers. Give me one who loves, who longs, who burns, who sighs for the source of his being and his eternal home, and he will know what I mean. But why did he say, except my father draw him? If we are to be drawn, let us be drawn by him to whom his love saith, Draw me, we will run after thee. But let us see what is meant by it. The Father draws to the Son those who believe on the Son, as thinking that he has God for his Father. For the Father begat the Son equal to himself, and whoso thinks and believes really and seriously that he on whom he believes is equal to the Father, him the Father draws to the Son. Arius believed him to be a creature. The Father drew not him. Thomas says, Christ is only a man, because he so believes, the Father draws him not. He drew Peter, who said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, to whom accordingly it was told, For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. That revelation is the drawing. For if earthly objects, when put before us, draw us, how much more shall Christ, when revealed by the Father, for what doth the soul more long after than truth? But here men hunger, there they will be filled. Wherefore he adds, and I will raise him up at the last day. As if he said, he shall be filled with that, for which he now thirsts at the resurrection of the dead, for I will raise him up. Augustine, or the father draws to the son by the works which he did by him. Chrysostom, Great indeed is the Son's dignity. The Father draws men, and the Son raises them up. This is no division of works, but an equality of power. He then shows the way in which the Father draws. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. You see the excellence of faith, that it cannot be learnt from men, or by the teaching of man, but only from God himself. The master sits, dispensing his truth to all, pouring out his doctrine to all. But if all are to be taught of God, how is it that some believe not? Because all here only means the generality, or all that have the will. Augustine. Or thus, when a schoolmaster is the only one in a town, we say loosely, this man teaches all here to read, 
not that all learn of him, but that he teaches all who do learn. And in the same way, we say that God teaches all men to come to Christ, not that all do come, but that no one comes in any other way. Augustine. All the men of the kingdom shall be taught of God. They shall hear nothing from men. For, though in this world what they hear with the outward ear is from men, yet what they understand is given them from within. From within is light and revelation. I force certain sounds into your ears, but unless he is within to reveal their meaning, how, O ye Jews, can ye acknowledge me, ye whom the Father hath not taught? Bede. He uses the plural in the prophets, because all the prophets being filled with one and the same spirit, their prophecies, though different, all tend to the same end. And with whatever any one of them says, all the rest agree. As with the prophecy of Joel, all shall be taught of God. Gloss. These words are not found in Joel, but something like them. Be glad then, ye sons of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you a teacher, and more expressly in Isaiah, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Chrysostom. An important distinction. All men before learnt the things of God through men. Now they learn them through the only Son of God and the Holy Spirit. Augustine. All that are taught of God come to the Son, because they have heard and learnt from the Father of the Son. Wherefore he proceeds, Every man that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh to me. But if every one that hath heard and learnt of the Father cometh, every one that hath not heard of the Father hath not learnt. For beyond the reach of the bodily senses in this school, in which the Father is heard, and men taught to come to the Son, here we have not to do with the carnal ear, but the ear of the heart. For here is the Son himself, the word by which the Father teacheth, and together with him the Holy Spirit, the operations of the three persons being inseparable from each other. This is attributed, however, principally to the Father, because from him proceeds the Son and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the grace which the divine bounty imparts in secret to men's hearts is rejected by none from hardness of heart, seeing it is given in the first instance in order to take away hard-heartedness. Why then does he not teach all to come to Christ? Because those whom he teaches, he teaches in mercy, and those whom he teaches not, he teaches not in judgment. But if we say that those whom he teaches not wish to learn, we shall be answered. Why then is it said, Wilt thou not turn again and quicken us? If God does not make willing minds out of unwilling, why prayeth the church, according to our Lord's command for her persecutors? For no one can say, I believed, and therefore he called me. Rather, the preventing mercy of God called him, that he might believe. Augustine, behold then how the Father draweth, not by laying a necessity on man, but by teaching the truth. To draw belongeth to God. Every one that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh to me. What then? Hath Christ taught nothing? Not so. What if men saw not the Father's teaching, but saw the Son? So then the Father taught, the Son spoke. As I teach you by my word, so the Father teaches by his word. 
but he himself explains the matter if we read on not that any man hath seen the father save he which is of god he hath seen the father as if he said do not when i tell you every man that hath heard and learnt of the father say to yourselves we have never seen the father and how then can we have learnt from him hear him then in me i know the father and am from him just as a word is from him who speaks it i e not the mere passing sound but that which remaineth with the speaker and draweth the hearer chrysostom we are all from god that which belongs particularly and principally to the son he omits the mention of as being unsuitable to the weakness of his hearers verses forty seven through fifty one verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me hath everlasting life i am that bread of life your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die i am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live for ever augustine our lord wishes to reveal what he is verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me hath everlasting life as if he said he that believeth on me hath me but what is it to have me it is to have eternal life for the word which was in the beginning with god is life eternal and the life was the light of men life underwent death that life might kill death chrysostom the multitude being urgent for bodily food and reminding him of that which was given to their fathers he tells them that the manna was only a type of that spiritual food which was now to be tasted in reality i am that bread of life chrysostom he calls himself the bread of life because he constitutes one life both present and to come augustine and because they had taunted him with the manna he adds your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead your fathers they are for ye are like them murmuring sons of murmuring fathers for in nothing did that people offend god more than by their murmurs against him and therefore are they dead because what they saw they believed what they did not see they believed not nor understood chrysostom the addition in the wilderness is not put in without meaning but to remind them how short a time the manna lasted only till the entrance into the land of promise and because the bread which christ gave seemed inferior to the manna in that the latter had come down from heaven while the former was of this world he adds this is the bread which cometh down from heaven augustine this was the bread the manna typified this was the bread the altar typified both the one and the other were sacraments differing in symbol alike in the thing signified hear the apostle they did all eat the same spiritual meat chrysostom he then gives them a strong reason for believing that they were given for higher privileges than their fathers their fathers eat manna and were dead whereas of this bread he says that a man may eat thereof and not die the difference of the two is evident from the difference of their ends by bread here is meant wholesome doctrine and faith in him or his body for these are the preservatives of the soul 
Augustine, but are we who eat the bread that cometh down from heaven, relieved from death, from visible and carnal death, the death of the body? We are not, we shall die, even as they died, but from spiritual death which their fathers suffered we are delivered. Moses and many acceptable of God eat the manna, and died not, because they understood that visible food in a spiritual sense spiritually tasted it, and were spiritually filled with it. And we too, at this day, receive the visible food. But the sacrament is one thing, the virtue of the sacrament another. Many a one receive from the altar, and perish in receiving, eating and drinking his own damnation, as saith the apostle. To eat then the heavenly bread spiritually is to bring to the altar an innocent mind. Sins, though they be daily, are not deadly. Before you go to the altar, attend to the prayer you repeat. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. If thou forgivest, thou art forgiven. Approach confidently. It is bread, not poison. None then that eats of this bread shall die. But we speak of the virtue of the sacrament, not the visible sacrament itself, of the inward, not of the outward eater. Alcuin. Therefore, I say, he that eateth this bread dieth not. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Theophylact. By becoming incarnate, he was not then first man, and afterwards assumed divinity, as Nestorius fables. Augustine. The manna too came down from heaven, but the manna was a shadow. This is substance. Alcuin. But men must be quickened by my life. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live, not only now by faith and righteousness, but forever. Verse 51. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Our Lord promises himself to be bread, not only in respect of that divinity which feeds all things, but also in respect of the human nature, which was assumed by the word of God. And the bread, he says, that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. Bede. This bread our Lord then gave, when he delivered to his disciple the mystery of his body and blood, and offered himself to God the Father on the altar of the cross. For the life of the world, i.e., not for the elements, but for mankind, who are called the world. Theophylact. Which I shall give, this shows his power, for it shows that he was not crucified as a servant in subjection to the Father, but of his own accord. For though he is said to have been given up by the Father, yet he delivered himself up also, and observed the bread which is taken by us in the mysteries is not only the sign of Christ's flesh, but it is itself the very flesh of Christ. For he does not say, The bread which I will give, is the sign of my flesh, but is my flesh. The bread is, by a mystical benediction, conveyed in unutterable words, and by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, transmuted into the flesh of Christ. But why see we not the flesh? Because if the flesh were seen, it would revolt us to such degree that we should be unable to partake of it. And therefore, in condescension to our infirmity, the mystical food is given to us under an appearance suitable to our minds. He gave his flesh for the life of the world, in that by dying he destroyed death. 
by the life of the world too i understand the resurrection our lord's death having brought about the resurrection of the whole human race it may mean too the sanctified beatified spiritual life for though all have not attained to this life yet our lord gave himself for the world and as far as lies in him the whole world is sanctified augustine but when does flesh receive the bread which he calls his flesh the faithful know and receive the body of christ if they labor to be the body of christ and they become the body of christ if they study to live by the spirit of christ for that which lives by the spirit of christ is the body of christ this bread the apostle sets forth where he says we being many are one body o sacrament of mercy o sign of unity o bond of love whoso wishes to live let him draw nigh believe be incorporated that he may be quickened end of chapter six verses forty one through fifty one